something in between, I, I don't know anymore. Um, that was Els Hema Kesku, and that is uh, from 1977, from uh, Soviet Estonia. I don't know how that was actually released. I don't know if it came out on a 7-inch or an LP or how, how they did things there, but it's on this compilation called Groove of ESSR, Funk Disco Jazz from Soviet Estonia. It was put out by a label called Funk Embassy in 2019. And I, I really like that. It's great because so much disco crap from around then, it's, it has such like this tacky, slick production style about it that even if you kind of like the song, it can be intruded upon by just how terrible the production values are but with this it's it still retains sort of like kind of a slightly rough around the edges approach but not too far kind of like you know late 60s early 70s production values i guess maybe because in estonia at the time they weren't really hip to what the the industry trends were in, in America, and that's probably not a bad thing. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to try and see what else I can find from there, and then maybe I'll have some other stuff to show you later. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one thing for this week. Start the old show off here. I got the usual bunch of Bandcamp finds for you. Turn the old backing track down a bit here. Um... Yeah, band camp fun. Zach's going to come by half hour or uh, an hour halfway through the show for I'm Allowed. And uh, I have a whole set of depressing country songs. I usually do a better theme than that. 
but I just have been digging through a lot of country this week and last week and just have a bunch more country stuff. So there's not really a theme per se in terms of what the songs are about, but they're all just kind of depressing, and I thought that would fit well as a bunch of new finds of a depressing nature in the country vein. So yeah, that'll come after I talk to Zach and, uh, I don't know, whatever else I usually do here. Whatever that is. So next I'm going to get to P22 Ode to Rio Ariba is the song. It comes from their album Human, Sa- <laughs> Human Snake, put out last year by Post Present Medium. Uh, those folks, P22, are based in Los Angeles, and on their Bandcamp page it says, P22 borrows their name from the famed Los Angeles mountain lion who crossed both the 405 and 101 freeways to disperse in Griffith Park. Puma Concolor name 22. So yeah, that that's terrifying. I'm glad I don't live in a place where those kind of large carnivorous cats roam freely. That's probably the animal I'm most terrified of. That exists today, anyway. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad that they can go about their business elsewhere in the world. So, yeah, let's hear that Ode to Rio Ariba.
never win. Then how very uncomfortable for you, old chap. <laughs>
I was screaming in rap fashion. From Drag Through the Garden that they put out this year, it was February, uh, through Ever Never is the label. That's a wild ride of a record. Before that, the Rogue Gamblers do fly. From a 1961 Maverick 7-inch single. Lady Lynch, from their self-titled record before that, Stairs, put out in 2018. Through Cut Surface, what a very wonderful album that is. That's one of the greatest Bandcamp finds that I've made in however long I've been really picking through Bandcamp. I guess four or five years now. That's one I had to buy. Um... Well, it's another really great record uh, that I took a song from, of course, Girl Band, before Lady Lynch, and the song was Paul, that came out in 2015, uh, Holding Hands with Jamie is the name of that record, put out by Rough Trade, and started with P2202 Rio Arriba uh, from Human Snake, put out last year by Post Present Media. I'm going to play a song by, I would assume the P in this word is silent. Science, they spell it P-S-C-I-E-N-C-E, like you'd normally spell science, but with a P in front of it. So I'm just going to think that's how it's done. It's pronounced silent until I hear otherwise. Uh, so that's from a self-titled album, which they released via Space Tank, Space Haker Sounds. And the song is Devil's Advocate. It's, uh, yeah, some pretty clever lyrical stuff here. And I would have to agree with their stance implied on uh, devil's advocates and people who like to unnecessarily argue and be a pain in the ass. So, yeah, get to that. And like I said, we've got a set of depressing country songs to come up pretty soon. You know, half hour, 45 minutes. Zach's going to drop by for I'm Allowed. And I think that's it. So, here we go.
héron, héron, petit pas de tapon, héron, héron, petit pas de tapon, héron, héron, petit pas de tapon. Oh oui, madame va la vous êtes si terre à terre. Oh oui, madame va la il vous faut une atmosphère pour vous envoyer en Héron, petit pas de tapon, héron, héron, petit pas de tapon, héron, héron, petit pas de tapon. Oh oui, madame la
Good evening, I'm Ken Bastida. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday.
self-titled album and the song song is is called called Masca put it in 2018 through Not Unlike then it was The Leather Nun of Sweden in Some I'm Not so this is kind of a curious thing and I might have missed something on it but um, they put out a single with a full song on it in 1982, so I'm going to say that's when it officially came out, but, uh, and that was what you just heard, so that was put out by Sista Busen in 1982, uh, like an EP, I guess, because there's three or four songs on it, but Industrial Records, Throbbing Gristles Industrial Records in 1979 put out four songs by The Leather Nun, which included like a 30-second snippet of that song along with, like, Slow Death. It was a Slow Death EP. And then two other songs. Uh, Death Threats was the name of them. It was one. And No Rule, I think, was the other one. Um, But, yeah, it wasn't the full thing. And I don't know if they actually released the full song until 82 on this EP. For what it's worth, anyhow. Uh, And then the the translation of the song, Insaminat. 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 Uh, is alone in the night. So, there you go. Bet you didn't know that before. Um, then, before The Leather Nun, uh, it was Anne Steele with Portrait from the Anne Steele album, put out originally in 1979 by Durium. So I gotta apologize about one thing with that. There's a really stupid, horrible glitch in the like first 40 seconds of that when I played it. It was like, Whoa! one of those stupid like CD rip problems that you get from way back when people regularly ripped CDs instead of just downloading uh, files that are sourced from the material directly. Um, And so yesterday, I was actually trying to find a better rip of that, but everything else seemed to be from this one vinyl rip, and the highs on it sound like garbage. It just sounds like really kind of distorted and choppy when uh, it would be like a, a fairly loud high-end thing on, on the song. So I thought, well, what's worse? Hearing one stupid glitch for a second or a whole song of terrible high-end noise when it's not supposed to be anything like that at all. So I figured, you know, one shot is the better deal. So anyway, um, it's so weird that everything on Soul Seek seems to come from that, no matter if you get like a good flack rip or whatever, but anyway. Um, so that, yeah, that was Ann Steele. Uh, it was a collaboration between Ann Steele and then uh, the, I guess, neoclassical composer Roberta Capalgia and then his partner Giada Di Villa Hermosa, whose names I'm probably not pronouncing very well. Um, but anyway, all those, I've said this before, but when I've played stuff by Ann Steele, but most of the sounds on that, even though it sounds very electronic, were all, uh, like naturally sourced, (laughs) naturally sourced, I don't know, acoustic instruments that were just heavily processed, naturally sourced. And, and yeah, they just processed all these instruments in the studio to make it sound like, uh, an electronic thing, and it, it was really uh, successful. You never know otherwise. 
so yeah, before that, Bally Hamdi with Isikandarani uh, from an album called Laman Musical de Bally Hamdi. He was Egyptian and did a lot of really wild, kind of psychedelic instrumental stuff and guitar work and whatever. Uh, so that's from a pretty obscure record of his put out by La Voix du Globe in 1970. Before that, oh yeah, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, I guess as cool as that song was, whoever was doing the engineering or mixing did not do such a good job because you kind of hear everything moving along at sort of a level that you'd normally expect and then all of a sudden it's like click and then it just gets super loud out of nowhere. So I don't know. Um, at least the song is good, the engineering is not. And, uh, yeah, as I was saying, before that, Clea Madame La Terre, uh, Iran, Iran, which is a really weird pop song uh, I don't really understand. Maybe if somebody from France gets a chance to get back to me on any details they could find on it, I'd be curious. Uh, so that was put out on an EP called La Falve released in 1966 by DC Vogue, and then we started with Science Devil's Advocate from their self-titled 2020 Space Taker Sounds released album. Yeah, so, um, what do I got next? Oh yeah, here's another thing I've been doing, is going through this 100 CD set of compilations and what is this called? I thought I had this brought up so I could tell you. Oh yeah, it's called Beaky's Favoriten Van Toon, which from Dutch translates to something like Beaky's Favorites from back then. And it's, yeah, a 100 CD set, and they're all about 80 minutes long, of mostly really miserable, stupid schlager that I'm not into at all. Like the whole accordion, tuba, umpapa type nonsense. But for every, like, five or ten of these CDs you listen to, you find a really cool song in there. And then that's what I'm going to play next is, well, I guess the first really good song that i found so far out of, like, the ten or twenty, or probably about ten CDs I've listened to from this yet. Uh, so the group is called Het Roddy Ensemble. The song is Hulmer Nit Klein Eva. And uh, this was put out on a single through a label called Telstar in 1969. Uh, title translates to Don't Cry, Little Eva. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, there's, it's mostly Dutch stuff, but then there's like German or some English language stuff that's from people who are clearly not English language speakers as a first language. Like, there's this really terrible band called The Cats, which are really overproduced for that time, and then it's, like, kind of the stuff that they say in the lyrics just doesn't really work for what they're trying to go for. So it's kind of entertaining, but it's also not very good at the same time. Um, so I wouldn't recommend listening or downloading this. It's cool. It's great that somebody spends the time to actually put all this together, like this guy or who, girl or whoever, this person who spent all this time putting hours and hours of these obscure old Schlager songs onto his CD, like that takes a lot of time and effort and energy. So like I tip my hat to these people, but at the same time, I'm just not into so much of the stuff. So I'll try and filter out the best crap for you. And uh, yeah, we'll see what else we can find, if anything. I wouldn't be surprised if I don't find anything else 
from the other 90 CDs, but we'll see. So, yeah, here we go.
It started raining avocados from my avocado tree. Was this man barking up the wrong tree? I told him, get the hell out of my tree. He says, I'm going to pick your avocados, old man. What are you going to do about it? What would prompt you to do something so stupid, sir? Guacamole. Next, Judge Judy.
That was clever. Exciting life. If only my life were that exciting. What else did I play? Oh yeah, when did that come out? That came out like two or three days ago uh, through Mangle in Berlin. Maybe they pronounce it Mangel. I don't know. But uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, and then they just released that on tape in addition to the, the digital format. So you can grab that from the Bandcamp page. I'll post a link to it later. Before Clapper and Exciting Life, it was Eva Maria Bitomsky, Dosh Esbar Illusion, from a split single that came out in 1968 through East Germany's Amiga Records. She only only ever ever had had one one song aside from that, and I heard it for the first time yesterday. It's also pretty good. Uh, You can find it on YouTube, I think, if you just, like, type in her name, then it's the other thing that pops up. And the only other thing she's credited with on Discogs is uh, doing some backing vocals for some other Amiga Records compilation track. I don't know what it was, but... Yeah, it's unfortunate, because I really like how she sings, but... Yeah, at least I guess it's better than nothing. Two songs is better than nothing. Um, before that, Beat Beep and the Roadrunners, Shifting Gears from 1966, Vic, uh, Vincent single. Then it was Order of the Rainbow Girls from Warsaw, Kiss My Tears from their self-titled uh, 2020 release through Enjoy Your or Enjoy Life is the name of the label. Also, her Eternal Dust. They're from Sydney, Australia. I play a song called Intro, which is indeed the first song on the record, as you usually expect, but is not always the case. Um, and that's a rather long intro. It's like four minutes and 15 seconds long. Why not, right? Um, so yeah, they put that out last year through Darrow Arcade. And uh, started with Het Roddy Ensemble, Hulmar uh, Nitt. Planet Eva from 1969. And you know something? It's uh, time to call old Zach here. It's that time of the show for I'm a Once I get my stuff ready. I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. Oh, my buddy, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. good. How are you doing? Oh, I've been worse a couple of times, I think. <laughs> well, what's going on? Oh, just uh, just walking walking around doing my favorite thing and my favorite thing in the world, crying in public. <laughs> you ever try that? <laughs> You ever try that? Uh, I think it's been a few years, but uh, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love to cry in public. <laughs> you getting some attention out of it? You getting some people asking if you're okay? Oh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of common around there? Yeah. No, yeah, it's not really for attention. It's more like, I think it's more just like how transgressive it is. <laughs> yeah. It's not really... It's not like done with the idea of I hope someone comforts me. It's more done with the the thought of like 
I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this real. I'm gonna do this thing because I feel like doing it, and it's probably going to make you uncomfortable because we don't have an we don't have honest discussions about our our feelings in public or you know in in this world at all. I think Leslie Gore had a song about that. Oh, yeah. What is it's, it? Uh, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could localize my crying to an event. You know, <laughs> like here's something bad that's happened to me, so I'm going to cry about it. I never cry for that reason. It's more like I cry. A lot of times I cry because I'm moved by something. That's why I'm crying today. I'm not, well, I'm not in the best mood I've ever been in my life, but I'm not in a particularly terrible mood either. I, I was just, I was listening to a, a song and it, it, it caused me to cry. Yeah, I find that kind of stuff also more likely to move me to tears as opposed to bad things, especially, well, when bad things immediately happen, I'm more just kind of taken aback by it, and yeah, yeah, it's often hard to process it and know what to do. It's almost like things will happen, and I don't have the correct response because, or the expected response, because I'm too busy thinking about the thing itself. Yeah, I do the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Like I, I, I don't think I've, I, I've never like I, I don't can't recall a time in my life I've ever cried in front of someone because I was upset about what they told me, unless someone had died. But like, let's take for example a, a common reason why people cry, which is a breakup. I've never like broken up with someone and cried at that time in fact I really don't can't think of a time I've ever cried afterwards I felt bad for sure yeah breakup I think that's more of kind of a long term malaise that you feel in the pit of your yeah. stomach if it's something you cared about I guess if you weren't happy with it and then there's a breakup it's a feeling of elation <laughs> The, uh, maybe you well, cry, cry tears of joy instead. Yeah, even that's really complicated. I find like even when I'm happy to be out of a relationship because it is a working, there's still a. I still have. I personally still have a lot of complicated feelings. Like, oh, I've got to start this whole goddamn thing over again. You know, like I've got to go through the process if I want to. You know, if I want to be in a relationship with anyone else, maybe I don't. But if I want to be, I've got to start this whole process of trying to stand another person, which is about about as good as I ever get. (laughs) It's the best we can ask for. Yeah. I think people have their their standards of what they think a relationship should be is way, way too high. (laughs) And it just like, it leaves people just constantly, um, disappointed. My, my, my relationship bar is very, very low. (laughs) Can I, am I able to 
stand this person? Can we reasonably enjoy our time together, generally speaking? Not all the time. I'm not greedy. I don't ask for that. <laughs> Sometimes, 75% of the time, let's say. Yep, that's a practical approach. But, uh... Yeah, I, I, I'm never ever moved by like love, like sad love songs. I don't even. I don't find that. <laughs> I, I don't find love songs move me at all. I'm not like, not like a a love song like I really like this person. Not a love song like I'm really sad that it didn't work out. I especially hate the kind of love song that's um where people talk about uh how bad the other person is. I really don't Even like the love songs too much that talk about how great the other person is either. Like, there's so many schmaltzy kind of crap country songs about that. Yeah, just like, well, you you obviously don't know this person very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been dating them for two give weeks. It, yeah, give it some time, buddy. Uh... I don't, I don't know how people are able to forget that. It seems like people are able to forget that. Like when they first start dating someone, they get it in their head that this is the time that's going to be different. It's never going to be different. Except for, like, inwardly, if you change yourself, then it, then it can be different, I think. But it's never going to be different as far as, like, no person is it. another person is never going to satisfy us. That's never going to happen. People should look in the mirror and just say that to themselves. No one is ever going to make me happy. It's never going to happen. Best to just accept it. Yep. Best to have a listen to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror and do some reflection for real. Exactly. That's yeah. What that song's for. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't. That's like one. That's one thing that. Well, that's one of the many things that really irked me. Self deception. It's. I've been reading a lot about um, Houdini, Harry Houdini, and he had the. He's a pretty. I mean, obviously, a really interesting character, regardless. But one of the most interesting things that I've been reading about, I've been like really studying about is he had a long-running war with the spiritualists of the early 20th century. So one of, one of the most famous proponent of this like, spiritualist was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote the Sherlock Holmes series. Yeah. So he, you know, it's like... And it all came about because Houdini lost his mom, and they were really close... And he was grieving, and these people offered, supposedly offered a way for him to connect to her. You know, they preyed on his you know, on his grief. That's just a terrible thing to do to someone. You know, like they can't. No one can contact someone like that. That's just not possible. But they, you know, when the person is really grieving or desperate or upset. They'll believe things that, you know, they wouldn't normally believe. Um, and so he, he took that 
like that became a giant he like he he became begrudged when he realized that they were like pulling all of these kind of parlor tricks to pull the wool over people's eyes yeah. so he made it he made it his mission in the 20s to go to as many of these seances and things like that dressed in disguises and when someone would try to pull a par parlor trick like making the um candlesticks float or you know like uh making lights go out or he would stand up take off his disguise and say i'm harry houdini and you're a liar <laughs> <laughs> i think that's so admirable i really admire that i had no idea he did that he must have made so many people angry like the the whole yeah. spiritualist quote-unquote bunch he did yeah yeah, there's this one lady in, in particular. There's this one lady that she she would um, do her seances basically nude, almost ha like half nude, let's say three quarters of the way nude, and she would make uh, ectoplasm, which in the 20s is what they believed, and maybe they still do believe. I don't know, but um, they believed that like ectoplasm was a sign that of the spiritual world, you know. It was this kind of made-up goo, and there was this lady that would could make per Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there was this lady that seemingly could make ectoplasm come out of her vagina. But uh, Houdini went to one of her seances and collected the ectoplasm and found <laughs> out that she was just like stuffing, um, basically. Uh, animal intestines inside of her or like basically like placentas and stuff like that from animals she was like stuffing those inside of her and finding a way to like kind of give birth to this like gooey stuff and and what it ended up being was yeah just animal animal intestines like not intestines but like just kind of goo in general i guess just like gore from a slaughtered animal that's but, very unsettling to think about for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Somebody going to that much trouble to fool people. What kind of awful person would do that to someone who's, you know, like people that want that kind of thing in their life or are going down that path that they're seeking, are usually seeking, you know, not maybe not always, but usually they're seeking because they're desperate and unhappy and to prey on that kind of unhappiness in people is cool you know it's it's you know seemingly he just kind of seems like a crank in a way you know to some some jerk who's ruining people's good times <laughs> but th these were people that were conning people for thousands and thousands of dollars you know with this these untrue messages and um so you know it's kind of like a public public health service they did that you know like it was, it was a really courageous thing to do i admire that a lot about them because we don't we really don't have a very we don't live in a very honest world we don't live in a in a world where truth is valued at all people almost go out of their way to uh you know to 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 
um, blatantly disregard the truth, blatantly disregard life the way it is. And, um, you know, the, the, everybody suffers from that. You know, it's like you can't build anything good on illusion. I, th I think that the world is good, and I think that there are a lot of good things about it. But I don't think that anything good can be built out of fooling people and conning people and lying to them. You know, With like, her, yeah, when it's supposed a supposed truth. I mean, Houdini obviously what <laughs> was doing illusions and mad quote unquote magic tricks, but it was understood that it's more like <laughs> uh, it's suspended disbelief, I suppose, knowing that he had some exactly. way to do it. Yeah, he was he was a, he was a skilled artist, you know. Yeah, in a, in a really Im Im impressive way. He didn't he didn't put off the air like he was some kind of magic person. He or he didn't try to. Maybe people thought that about him, but that wasn't his shtick, at any rate. He was just you know entertaining people essentially in a in a pretty interesting and lively way. I think I would be very entertained. I'm surprised we don't have more things like. Well, I guess there are like public music magicians and stuff like that. I actually, they, I th I think stuff's pretty interesting. Yeah. But you know, I mean, he was an entertainer, an artist. He wasn't conning people out of thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. telling them that they were helping him contact his their dead relatives so that they could get some kind of false measure of peace. That's terrible to do to someone you know that's a cruel it's just like a inhuman thing to do i think yeah what was and, what was the end or the 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 whole thing about sir arthur conan doyle like what was his angle on that stuff i'm surprised he, he believed he'd be oh he strong, believed all that crap did he strongly believe it his wife was a, a quote-unquote medium uh, okay and he toured all over the world with her and seemingly really believed it I mean, uh, and so it was like, it was like a really interesting public intellectual feud between Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and, and Houdini, <laughs> which uh. is, you know, that, that's another pretty fascinating thing. And then, uh, finally, it's, it's like... Houdini could never shake the fact that maybe it couldn't be true, though. Because when he died, he told his wife to put a little uh, bell near his grave and come to his grave on his birthday, or maybe the anniversary of his death, something along those lines, every year. And if he could contact her from the other world, he would ring that bell. And of course, she she went, and it never happened. So it seems <laughs> yeah. like, it seems like like he didn't. There was still some part of him that was like thought maybe something like this is possible, but you know clearly it wasn't. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of really unexplained, miraculous things about the world. I don't disagree with that, but I I just think it's so egregious to. I don't like it when people pretend like they have the answers. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm happy to live in the mystery of the world and embrace that mystery and live that mystery. 
I think you can do that and, and, you know, and live in the world bravely and courageously. I think it's, it's courageous to live in the world and, and, you know, embrace its, its inherent mystery and, and absurdity and, and how odd it is. And the fact that you'll, you'll just never know the answers to, to many things. But when people set themselves up as gatekeepers of the truth, like they have some kind of deep inherent mystical knowledge and they con people out of their hard-earned money to impart that wisdom to them, that's what I really detest, you know? That's such a, a, a rotten thing. So, I mean, maybe, maybe Houdini is floating around there here somewhere who knows you know it's, yeah <laughs> I, i'm i've had i've had many unexplained experiences in my life back when i was living at my place in ohio <clears throat> i uh, i got up not too long uh i got up in the middle of the night and there, there was this lady with uh who had um long white hair uh but like ageless her age was faceless it could have been the age of like a 10 year old you know her face wasn't old it was smooth and unwrinkled and she was sitting on my uh stairs um when i got up in the middle of the night and uh you know it freaked me out of course I said, what in the what's going on here so i thought i kind of chalked it up to a, a hallucination or I was tired or something along those lines. But I ended up over the course of, let's say a year, I ended up seeing this lady um, maybe a dozen times. A dozen to 15 times I, I saw this this lady appear. And, you know, so, I mean, I don't know what you call that, a ghost or whatever you call it. It's, it's something unexplainable for sure that, that you know i can't uh i can't wrap my head around or there was an experience where i had at the serpent mound where i uh i went in i went into this old uh, house from the from the 20 this kind of like cabin uh from the 20s and um well, i went in there with two friends and we went upstairs we went upstairs and it was one of the uh, in the attic essentially was what it was and uh there was a, it was one of those attics where you, where the, the doors kind of the, on the ceiling, you like push the door over and it goes over to the other side. So we went upstairs to this attic. We just like broke in, essentially we broke into this house, this abandoned house, I guess. <laughs> the long and short of it because we had heard like stories about it. Well, anyway, we went in there and we were just kind of poking around. I think we were all pretty pretty out of it this is like three in the morning and uh <clears throat> so we um we the the floor to this attic was carpeted with polaroids you know those polaroid insta photos from the from the 70s and 80s yeah the whole floor was this thousands of these photographs well my friend uh carrie aaron picked up a photograph and it was uh this little boy with a dunce hat with his nose in the corner you know like one of those big tall conical hats yep. like a cone hat 
And um, as soon as she picked that up, the the door that we, you know, to the attic slammed shut and downstairs things started flying all over the place. Glass breaking, windows breaking. There was like, it got noticeably colder, 20, 20 degrees colder, probably. It was summer, it was a summer evening, so it was probably like 70 out, but we all got, you know, very cold. It got very cold in the house. And we tried to get, we tried to um, lift up this door to get out, and we couldn't. I mean, it was like, it was locked. It's like we were locked in. And uh, so this went on for like five minutes. There was a little window up in the top of the attic that I was trying to break out. I don't think we could have gotten out, slithered out of there. But I was just like, well, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we're not going to survive this. And uh, I, I, I wasn't able to break it open. At any rate, this, so this goes on for about five minutes, just like, the, like a, a wind or a hurricane is howling through this house, essentially. And... Uh, as soon as it finishes, everything dies down. It gets up to the same temperature in there. And we go and, and test the door, and the door opens easily. <laughs> and we just go downstairs, and everything, of course, is just smashed to smithereens down there. I've never been able to shake that. Like, what in the world? Uh, I, you know, like, I know there are, I know there's more to this world than what science can explain. I do, under, I, I do understand that. And agree, uh, like know that there is phenomena that is unexplainable and otherworldly, and that's something that's admirable about the world, I think. But, um, yeah, I've, I've never been able to like shake that, and I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't chalk it up to an illusion because there were two other people there with me who had the same experience exact same experience obviously because we were all there together and we like talked about it over time and we were just like all of us just kind of blown away by it of course um so i don't know i mean i've, I've had plenty of experiences where something approaching you know whatever people call ghosts seems like a reasonable explanation for what happened but um, I don't, I guess what I don't believe is that people can interact with them and talk to them and harness them for their, for their gain. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't believe that <laughs> for financial compensation. Yeah. I don't think that they're all that concerned with those kind of things if they do exist. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think that at all, but I, that's what I don't like. I, I do believe that there is something unusual and unexplained. I mean, I don't believe it because someone told me about it. I believe it because I had the experience. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's dubious to claim that you're able to harness those, force, those forces that are unexplainable, you know, and un, unmanageable. And that's like, what's the, that's the best thing about them. They're unexplainable and best of all, unmanageable. I, I, I truly admire things that are unmanageable in this world. Yeah, I'll cry to that. 
Actually, yeah. <laughs> I have a song coming up, and that's the title of it, so I can't credit myself with uh, coining that phrase, but uh, it seemed applicable. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cry to that? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's solid gold. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a whole set of songs of depressing country music to come up next, so, uh, yeah. That's... I'll be tuned to that. I, I can... <laughs> guarantee i'll be crying to that <laughs> i can only hope well yeah pal <laughs> i think we we better wrap it up because we're like at i don't know 25 minutes or something here but uh oh my gosh yeah i'm just rambling away today <laughs> it's been a good chat though we'll uh we'll yeah. keep it going next week as always absolutely my buddy it's as always a big thrill all right pal well good luck out there and uh yeah we'll be yakking all right, my friend, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I'll be seeing you. Okie dokie. Be seeing you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Don't turn your back on Zach. Watch out for Zach. We, we, mama. You say I've killed your love for me, and that's a fact So you'll be leaving now, and you won't be coming back You say that I'll be sorry someday I hurt you I'll cry to that I'll cry to that Sure, my heart could stand to watch you as you pack Knowing that you're leaving and you won't be back When you walk out that door soon for your final time I'll cry to that I'll cry to that I'll cry to that I'm not sure I'll ever stop And I'll hurt for you Down to the last pain my heart's got In days to come When my heart wonders where you're at I'll cry to that I'll cry to that I'll ever stop And I'll hurt for you Down to the last pain My heart's got In days to come When my heart wonders Where you're at I'll cry to that I'll cry to that I'll cry to that I'll cry to that Tuesday in December I see rain is falling down I took the bus out to the city line And then I walked
watched it turn around Now as I walked down past the junkyard By the closed up driving show I realized that really leaving Is the only way I'll ever go It was the 7th of September 2nd Tuesday in December Icy rain is coming down All the snow that's left from Monday Flies gray and frozen on the ground It's hard to understand this feeling
to her front door Ask to see the children Take them all some candy And a big kiss from their dad Tell them I still miss them I'll be down next winter But not till then Cause now I hurt too bad Next time you're in Tulsa Tell her her ex-husband I've heard enough country music coming out of your joint to last me a lifetime. Now, pipe down. It's the music of angels, sir. Don't you dare talk about country music. You're taking it to a whole other level with that shit. You need to just cut it out. You scut it out. It sounds like a mad Heard of elephants Just trampled Right through My front room And added to that A wild herd of horses Stampeding Through the dark Dreary Only the beating of a sad, aching heart combined with the falling of tears. Ain't it strange how the mind exaggerates little sounds that brought It's going to explode But it's really just the clock On the wall down the hall Counting seconds till you walk out the door It sounds like a man Is screaming for his life But it's really just me whispering Please stay, dear Ain't it strange how the mind Exaggerates little sounds that bright covered ears barely hear. 
Depressing country music finds. And that was Carl Butler. Isn't that such a great song? Grief in My Heart, put out in 1959 by Columbia on a single. Uh, there was Johnny Paycheck before that. Pride covered ears from the 1966 Little Darling single. Also heard Charlie Leuven. Next time you're in Tulsa. Should be Y-O-U apostrophe E. I have to see if that's printed like that on the record or just poor notes. Uh, or poor file naming conventions. Uh, yeah, so that was put out by uh, Capital 1968 on uh, a record called Hey Daddy, like a full-length album. Uh, then there was Jack Blanchard and Misty Morgan, Second Tuesday in December, from a 1972 mega record single. Uh, Misty passed away uh, in January, actually. Um so that's kind of a tip of the hat to her. They have, uh, actually Zach and I were talking about them the other day. They have uh, kind of a range of stuff between like kind of kooky, weird, silly novelty songs and real heartbreakers like that one, Second Tuesday in December. And uh, they are really, or I guess maybe just Jack now, is really present online. Like He maintains a website that's been updated even since Misty's been gone and... Uh, yeah, and just comments on like YouTube clips where they've been posted and stuff like that. So he's he's pretty impressive uh, to be you know still around these days and up to all that. Um, and yeah, started it off with Johnny Russell. I'll cry to that. That was out in 1972 through RCA. So I don't have a whole lot of time here, and I got a bunch of stuff I want to get to. I bet the show will probably go over by a few minutes. Uh, but I'll try and do as little talking as possible. So, uh, yeah, keeping that in mind, I'm going to start this next set with uh, Futuro. The song is Mandamentos from their album Os Sagredos do Espacio, put out last year as a self-released item.
this guy moaned at least this loud. Oh! put out in 2017 they're from Auckland, New Zealand and the name of the EP is Like a Dog it's 
uh, self-release thing. Before that, Blush Stars of Chicago, Goodbye Horses 2 from CCTV as put out last year. Self-released item as well. And then Futuro, Mandamentos from Asagrados do Espacio. Also released last year as a self-titled thing. So that's it. I got one more song for you. It's by Jörn of Berlin. Uh, it's called Nis Nis Mizinami from their 2018 demo put out by Voice Inside. Thanks for being here. I'll uh, post a link to the replay real soon and the playlist and all that stuff. Be back again next week. And that's that. Bye bye bye. Get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.